Welcome to Statistically Speaking, where the statistics don't speak, we just speak for them. I'm Vinny. <laughs> I'm Casey. Casey, if you could not laugh during our intro, that would be fantastic. I'm sorry, our intro was I just... thought I was working with a professional. Okay. Just because I am a world-renowned podcast connoisseur does not mean that I am a world-renowned podcast maker. Right. I'm calling my agent. Oh my god, okay. I did not realize I was dealing with a prima donna. Prima donna! Oh, anyway, so. Oh my god. Welcome to Statistically Speaking. The way this works is relatively simple. God, I'm like a shitty game show host with a cocaine addiction. <laughs> anyway, so we will come here any week that we do it. Not every week in existence, just every week that we give a shit enough to uh, make this happen. With a new statistic, and this statistic shall be the lead-in for our conversations. We will discuss this statistic, maybe. We will, you know, compare this statistic to other statistics. Possibly. And uh, from there, we'll just, uh, we'll see what happens. Like, Most you know, importantly, a Friday night with uh, some ecstasy and a clown. Although this is a Sunday night and there's no drugs or clowns. I'm drugs, you're the clown. Um, I I feel like there's a way to argue that, but I can't think of it. You can wear a big red nose. A little squeaky one. Oh, that'd be, that'd be precious. <laughs> we have been my ass for the entire park. I'll get a nose ring attachment. No. A nose ring attachment, clown nose. <laughs> a clown nose those. with a nose ring. Oh my god, that is that is a hardcore clown. That is like a, a metal clown. Yes, it is. Oh my god. You know, just to do the birthday thing and fucking walks in with a goddamn guitar and just starts <laughs> shredding. And all the kids are like, oh my god, what's happening? This is too loud, I need earplugs. All the kids start like going through gross spurts and facial hair and piercings stop <laughs> popping out of their skin. And they're like seven. The parents look on with horror as they start headbanging and having a mosh pit. <laughs> the birthday cake is replaced with a keg and, you know. And then there's that one parent who like used to be in that scene but then had to retire to the white picket fence world. And now she's like, it's my time to shine! I was expecting to be he and hiding a hard on. Well, that too. There's, there, there, there are two fucked up parents. Maybe we shouldn't talk about how many parents are hiding a hard on at this party. I, I don't want to think about that. How do we lead into children's birthday hard ons? <laughs> <laughs> that usually is... they're usually they're twelve before they start getting birthday hard ons. But I think, man, I took that even a different direction. Okay, anyway, we just okay. So we need to talk about statistics, and hopefully, our statistics do not involve children and hard ons. That's right. This first statistic does not. Uh, lead, just lead us, the first. This, yeah. I mean, who knows what next week will bring. Lead us into our first statistic. Well, our first statistic is simple. The statistic is that 69% of all statistics are made up. You know, that just just that the fact that its very existence leads me to question its validity. That's right. But it's, it's kind of like this statement is false, where just by saying it, it's true, but then if it's not true, then it is true, and if it is true, it's not true kind of deal. Like an endless paradox statistic. Sure thing, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, don't let me have my existential statistics. Questions. I mean, this is this is definitely the place for that. Yes. But you kicked me out of the Waffle House months ago. Apparently, you're not allowed to stand around half naked, covered in war paint, chanting about statistical existentialness. Not in a Waffle yeah. House, but here in the safety of my bedroom again. Well, when you're safe in the bedroom. Anyway, <laughs> so we have our statistic now. And thinking about the statistic, I had a few ideas that came to mind. One of, pretty much two, particularly, with a handful of scattered uh, concepts surrounding them. You see, the two main ideas I have by the statistic are, number one, either this statistic was made up to the prove, or, dis sorry, 
Either this statistic, if I could fuck in English, was made up to disprove the idea of statistics. Like, let's say you, you say this, you make a joke out of it, it becomes common knowledge to not believe statistics. Then if an actual statistic comes up, you can just disprove it by saying, oh, those aren't real science, they don't matter anyway. Which, unfortunately, that poor teacher of yours would probably disagree with before she cries and goes home to share a can of tuna fish with her 17 cats. I hope she listens to our podcast. I'm going to send her an anonymous attachment. I do not need to be the cause of another murder-suicide. No, she's going to love it. I, moving on. The second idea <laughs> is that um, this statistic was come up as a way to... It's an ironic statistic to make fun of fake statistics that were used to make false things. Because you can just quote any statistic you want, and no one can prove it or disprove it immediately, of course. That probably happened before the advent of Google... You know, taking over the world. It's not Skynet we gotta watch about. It's the fucking Google-nator. But... He's prone to conspiracy theories. I am not. That that theory that you just stated about it being an ironic statistic, that's that's my favorite. That's the leading... That's my leading theory here. Your leading theory here is just an ironic statistic made up to make fun of false statistics used Precisely. to win arguments. Exactly. Because I like I would like to think that, that someone... With a great sense of humor, decided to do that, and they and they always present it with statistically speaking. I feel like if they had a great sense of humor, sense of humor, we would never have heard of it because you know, I don't think great senses of humor kind of collude with us. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Never mind, I'm dropping that one anyway. <laughs> so you're leaning more to the idea that it is a ironic sort of joke played out to make fun of the idea of fake statistics. Oh, I'm thinking that it is actually a subversive plot to undermine the value statistics. But in that case, isn't it, it's, it's a fake statistic? Yes, either way, it's a fake statistic. The question is, why is it a fake statistic? Well, by using, by, by presenting it ironically, is that, by, and making fun of it, is that not just undermining the overuse of statistics with very little merit? Who's to say that statistics are overused? You only think statistics are overused because of statistics like this. Statistically speaking, of course. <laughs> okay, so, um, can I, can I lead us on our first tangent? Or, not first, really, but you know what I mean. You can, you know, take the pie piper's pipe and puff away. Someone take that as a yes. So um, that, that, that actually is more of an innuendo to blow me, but continue. Well, that's not going to happen, but that is a conversation for another time. But you know what? Okay, two tangents. One, I feel like nobody's going to understand the nature of our relationship because we're both like making innuendos about stuff and then being like, not going to blow you. And then, um, okay, now here's my tangent. Not going to blow you, but I am going to pound you. Continue. <laughs> Stop. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, speaking oh, of... Oh, God, are they going to know about the cult? No, you didn't hear shit. There's no cult. No, not at all. Just ignore the screaming in the basement. Jonestown. <laughs> oh, let me take a sip of my Kool-Aid. Oh. <laughs> oh, sweet McDonald's Kool-Aid. <laughs> you got to grow up in the hood to get that. Anyway, continue. Okay, so um, ironic things made to under, not undermine, but to mock. Um, you remember how I told you that there was a petition starting to change the name of Cracker Barrel? <laughs> you remember that? I told you about that? It reminds me of... Okay, I do on. remember. I do remember. Hold your thought. Hold your thought. But do you no, remember the place Folks? Story. Yeah. Folks used to be called Poe Folks. Really? But then people got offended that they were running a restaurant implying that they were Poe. Oh, my God. So now it's just Folks. Wow. That's Because, you know... Folks, man. Yeah. Folks. We're all Folks. Folks be tripping. I d- Sure. Okay. Let me finish my story. Okay. So, um... So there was a petition 
to change the name of Cracker Barrel. And so I was telling Laura about it at breakfast this morning. Statistically speaking, how many of these petitions actually go through? Um, like 2% of them, statistically speaking. So I was telling her about it at breakfast this morning, and she was like, "What? there's no way this is real. And so she was Googling it, and she got to the change.org. There's our Google Lord. Huh? There's our Google Lord. Go yeah. on your side. It's just exactly. a conspiracy theory. Shut up. Continue. I feel like you don't want to hear my story. I love your story. I know. Okay. I'm just an so, asshole. Yes, you are. So change.org, she went to it. And so she was reading it. Turns out it was all ironic and him just making fun of people who were offended by everything. So, I like that. I know, it's fantastic, but I feel like I like I, I presented you with this fun information that you didn't know, and then the fact that it ended up just being fake makes me very sad. So was it fake news? No, a fake statistic? No. Statistically speaking, it was, that it was a... <laughs> it's not even a statistic, it's just, it's just something How I... How many people do you think signed on to it? It was 15,000, I think. 15,000, what was their goal? Um, not sure, because... Is there goals in Change.org? Yeah, there are. Okay, because I was about to say, usually in Change.org, I'm sure something like crowdfunding. No, 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 there, there's a goal, and so it was like 15,000. Because I got two egos, would I be able to sign twice? I think so. I think you can sign with two different emails. So as long as both egos have their own email addresses, you're good. Um, one controls my hand, one controls my penis, does that count? Yes. It's going to be really, like, one of the really jumbled up email addresses. It's going to be, like, five letters at once every time I slap it on the keyboard. Right. Okay. That That's a great email. It happens while I sleep, too. I don't even control that's... it. I just wake up with my dick flopping oh against the keyboard. It has a problem. You think it's a problem now? What do you wake up with all these, like, little letter imprints on your cock? And you're like, what but the does, fuck? What does, does it type anything yeah, in there? Just fuck a bowl of al- alphabet soup? What the shit? Does it, does it type, like... I bet it types philosophy, it, let's it, be honest. It actually uh, revised Shakespeare's Hamlet. Oh, course. wow. That is one intelligent penis. Yeah. I'm not um, surprised. The cha- the to be or not to be uh, speech, uh, sorry, the monologue, the famous one I learned, I was forced to learn to recite as a child. To pee or not to pee? No, it was actually um, with the penis revision, it came out to black. Oh, you had a chance to make a joke and you... <laughs> you took to pee or not to be straight out from underneath me. So you know what? I Were went you with what I it? had. Was that, was that what you were going to say? No, I was probably going to go with a... Okay, because the you you had the chance and you did not take it. Look, I am if my penis is so that precise, then I'm not slapping it against a keyboard correctly. Yes. It is a blunt force instrument. It has it a It is not a precision needle. It has a sense of humor, just like our statistician who uh, made, made up this fact out of irony. To bring us right back around. Oh my god, I... No, it, this was, this was created with malicious propaganda content. Said it right. You shut up. Propagandic, though. Is that even a word? Propagandic. If it's not, it should be. Like octopuses? Octopi. No, it's not octopi. It's octopi. Octopi comes from the false idea of a certain Latin root word, which it's not, because it's not. Octopus is not Latin. Huh. So it's the technical term for multitudes of octopus or octopuses. Huh, I like that. I just like the word octopi. I know octopi's great. It's like cacti. Like, you know, cactuses? Cacti. Yeah, cacti. Oh, octopuses, octopi. I mean, I like octopuses too. You like octopuses because we can segue right into octopuses, but that changes the whole dynamic to obviously, you know, seafood themed uh, fucking fleshlights. Well, next week is going to be seafood themed. Um, what sex toys? Statistics. Seafood themed statistics. And in this, what we're going to do is we're going to tell the story of you and the shrimp. We're not. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I am not willing story. to bear myself. The no. No, no, no. We're, I love we're, how you turned to look at the phone. <laughs> shut up. Okay. So we need to get back to things. 
Yeah. So wait, so your 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 theory is simple. You believe this was made out of one big joke. Right. And I believe this was made out of an equally ironic yet more malicious me- All right, well, merit you see... meant meant to be Well, let me, let me tell you what happened. Let me let me lay okay. it out for you. It's oh, a story. Lay it out for me, girl. Yes. Thank you. So this is what happened. Wait. You gotta say right. What happened was Thank you. Um there was there was this there's this meeting of hipsters, right? There's like four of them. Uh, there's there's like three guys and a girl. Okay. Okay. Um, because I, I I think I watched something like that on Pornhub once. But no, no, continue. no, no, you did not. Um, because I think there was an octopus involved in that one too. I hope so. I would watch that. Um, so let me let me give you their life stories. So we, tell me the life stories of the three little hipsters. The four the little cunt. hipsters. No, no, no. She's a fantastic. Let's start with her. Okay. What Goldie Sluts? No, no, no. Her name is Eileen. 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 Okay. She's so, missing a leg. Hmm. She's missing a leg. Um, Does she work at IHOP? No, she is her name Peggy? No. Her name's Eileen. Okay. Okay, so she has, like, she has, like, hair up to, like, her jawline, and it's pastel purple. And, like, those really weird short bangs that go, like, halfway up your forehead. So, bitch, is a crayon, or is she from Lazy Town? Hold on, hold on, hold on. She's a hipster. And so, and then she wears, like, round glasses, because she thinks they're cute. And then she's always wearing, like, paint-stained overalls. You know, this is not meant to be where we, this is not the podcast where we list out our fetishes, right? That's not my fetish. We're not talking about that. Um, so then, okay. I'm, I, the other, th- I don't, the other three, they're like Jeff spelled with a G. Harris and, um, and then, uh, let's get some, let's get some variety in here. So we got Jeff, Haggis. Harris. Eerie. Oh my god, Eileen, Jeff with a G, Harris, and William. William? William. Where the fuck does William fit in all this William shit? is a trust fund kid. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things He did not choose his name, okay? He totally belongs. No, he does not. He does. He's, he's like William... Wi- William Sheffield... I am William, William Sheffield the... Blah, blah, blah. No, his name is William Sheffield the Fifth. William Sheffield the Fifth. Uh-huh. I swear I've seen this porno. <laughs> it's not a porno. I'm 99% It's the invention. Okay, okay, okay. Is so, it, it's the invention of the statistic. Yes, it's the invention of the statistic. Okay. So, um, and then... then the 69% Je- statistic. Yeah. So Jeff, Jeff porno. Harris, and William, they're... Jeff Harris? Jeff... I know that name. Comma, Harris, okay, comma, okay, okay. and William Sheffield V are... Okay, I just... I don't... Their looks don't matter. They just look like... St- stereotypical hipster men. I think we've gotten way too off topic with this no, story. No, okay. No, no, no. Okay. Continue, continue. So, so they're in this coffee shop in Oakland, California, because that's a hipster place. <laughs> and no shit. Right. Okay. So they're all in this coffee shop, and they're and they're drinking like seven dollar cups of coffee, like like expre- espressos, just little, little tiny shots. tiny little shots. Because remember how you know poor they are that they have to wear ripped jeans that can spend fourteen dollars on a fucking cup of coffee. But William Sheffield V um, comes from a vast fortune, and so he buys everyone's espresso. That is not how that works. Um, William Sheffield V is a very nice man. Okay, so anyway, very nice men aren't hipsters. Um, William Sheffield V is so. I think you got a crush on William Sheffield the Fifth. Uh, William Sheffield Sheffield the Fifth is definitely my favorite of the hipsters. Okay, because because his name is fucking William Sheffield the Fifth. Is why. And also, he's he's just like charmingly preppy, and I he's he's a future businessman. Okay, he's a business major. Okay. Oh my god! Oh my god! Look at him doing all business. The only business he does is on his knees at a truck stop. 
I mean that too, obviously. But and I mean like he's always business casual. I'm just I'm going way too into this. You are William yes, Sheffield. You are dragging us into this, t- kicking and screaming, <laughs> with like a hook through our gums. So okay, so getting off of my new crush on William Sheffield. Oh, we're getting off on uh, William later. So um, they're sitting in this coffee shop, and it's like they're 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 bored because hipsters are always bored. And, um, because it, because it's... Everything edgy. is mainstream, Exactly. Man. What can I do? Everything is too acknowledged. Um, so, they're sitting in this coffee shop, doing shit, and one of them's like... No, drinking shit, drinking not doing shit. shit. Thank you. They're, yeah, they're staring out the window at the cars driving past, because they think they're edgy as fuck. And so, um, one of them goes... No, okay, so Jeff with so a like G. Sounds like a start of a joke. So four hipsters walk into a coffee okay. shop. Jeff with a G is reading the newspaper. Okay. And there's this article just full of statistics. Okay. And he goes... Statistic number one. Hipsters are... He's reading about... I don't know. What can I say that's like exceedingly offensive but won't get the lynch mob? He's reading about the economic crisis in Greece. <laughs> And it's full of statistics. And so he Man, goes... Man, you are so late on that train. I know. But now that I know, that's what he... Speaking of, she did not have any concept of the fact that Greece has uh, economic issues. We have to realize that I literally only read headlines. I don't... I rarely click into articles. I don't care. Oh, my God. No wonder the propaganda gets you. Okay. I just don't care enough. Continue. Oh, my God. So Jeff with a G goes, oh, my God, guys. Statistics... Hey, my God. No, he actually has a really deep voice. Oh my god. He comes from Montana originally. Who the fuck comes from Montana? His father was a lumberjack. Okay. So Jeff with a G is a very buff man. Why do you think that lumberjacks live in Montana? Because they do. What kind of sick lumberjack stereotype do you just <laughs> adhere to that all lumberjacks have to come from Montana? <laughs> I'm already personally offended. <laughs> In the name of all lumberjacks. Or lumberjacks. Okay, no. Jeff with the... Okay, doesn't And Montanans, for that matter. Jeff with the G is a... a, There's like an ancient blood feud between Montanans and lumberjacks, and you're just going to go ahead and try to sweep all of that, the years of history and axe-fueled bloodshed under the rug. He is a lumberjack apprentice from Montana. Okay, okay. Okay, fine. Okay, so he's reading this thing, and he's like, guys, there are just statistics everywhere, and I... And I... Their sources are so vague, and I don't understand, and are they... Are they real? Are they... Are they, what the fuck are they? And so, um, Harris goes, well, I mean, come on, man. 69% of statistics are bullshit. And so... And everyone turned to look at Harris with both acknowledgement and fear in their eyes. Exactly. For he had transcended to a level beyond mere mortal hipsters. He had become an actually funny hipster. Pretty much. We're getting there. It, it, pretty, it was pretty much that. So what happens is, Jeff with a G puts down his newspaper and, like, like pushes up his Crumbs. glasses a bit. And he's just like, what? Because he's suddenly interested. Um, William Sheffield V, um, um, he just, he leans across the table a little bit, um, pushes up his, his sleeves of his... his push-up bra? Uh, no, his sleeves of his, okay. um, of his, his business His, what, ruffled shirt. collar? No, his, of his, um, like, um, collared shirt business attire and um and elaine that was her name right eileen 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 i'm I'm sorry she's not a big part of this story eileen on me no no when you're not stop it and so then eileen she like she stands up and like walks over to him and she like goes over and whispers like fuck me right now and so (laughs) wow (laughs) 
very good good for you for these strong empowered women you just slip them one joke and she's down and ready to go because okay, well she it's been a while for her <laughs> um she she got out of a really we already know that uh what was it uh sheffield uh, william sheffield william v. sheffield the fifth blows truckers in his spare time right i'm pretty sure harris only finds himself sexually attracted to octopus I think he might be one right. One individual one. Not, not, not octopuses. Just one. The one that he keeps Just in his bathtub. One, exactly. He calls him Mike. It's Mike, yeah. Um, because, because everyone's bisexual. And so... Um, Who said the octopus was a dude? It's name, you said he calls him Mike. Oh, sure. Just assume it's gender. You said you call him Mike. So, I was assuming it's gender too. Oh my god. Okay. So, um... You messed me up. Okay, so then, so then Eileen is like, okay, let's 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 do this. Let's go out into the parking lot and make some some violent make... love. And... <laughs> I've never said that before. Violent. <laughs> okay, so I then... feel like that's how the lumberjacks do in Montana. <laughs> yeah. So then, after she says that, um, Jeff with a G raises his eyebrow, like, violent love, you say. Because he's a lumberjack, right? Okay. So, so no. But what really happens is they're all curious, and Harris is like, yeah, 69% of all statistics are bullshit. And they're just like, Harris, continue speaking. And he's like... At this moment, everyone else in the coffee shop kind of turns and looks up from their various underground comic books exactly. and pieces of internet bullshit. And exactly. everyone's like... <gasps> right. This so then, man. So then Harris stands up on the table. Does he shout anarchy? No. What he shouts is, 69% of all statistics are bullshit. The room goes silent, and then you hear a quiet snicker from the back. <laughs> he said 69. Get the fuck out of here, Marshall. Oh, uh, fuck you, it's funny. <laughs> Marshall, you are banned from this fucking coffee shop. And then Eileen, you find 69 funny too? <laughs> God, I think it's just damn. Listen, okay, Eileen... Okay, Eileen has issues. Seven. How old was she when her daddy abandoned her? She was 12. Makes a lot of sense. Um, actually. no. Seven months ago, Eileen got out of a very terrible relationship with this woman named, um, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Eileen Hilda? She doesn't talk about her much, so I can't remember. Um, she was a much older woman and she broke her heart. And so now she feels like she needs to seek the company of men because she thinks that women have done her wrong. But Man, that's her that sob story. pretty much fucking reversed compared to everything else I've heard. We're Precisely. Going. That was the point. Good for you, Eileen. Breaking the gender stereotypes. That's just what she does. Unexpected ways. She is an art school student in Oakland. Of course, she's breaking stereotypes. I, I continue. <laughs> okay, so now, so now, Harris, our friend Harris, is screaming on the table, and Marshall has been kicked out, and Eileen is following Marshall. Yeah, she's like running after him and like undoing her straps of her um her blouse of her. No, 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 because she's wearing a um. Oh, wait, a, the, the, uh, overalls, uh, paint-stained overalls. Paint-stained overalls. And she's like, Marshall, and he's like, I'm fucking gay. And so... <laughs> and she's like, God damn it, Hi, Marshall, I'm gay. <laughs> so, I am too. I am too, they ain't stopped me before. <laughs> and so, okay. It's like I always say, I'm only as gay as that ass makes me. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> Once or twice. I wish I was there to hear that. So, um... So much. Okay. Um... So now he's screaming, and so the 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 coffee shop. Man, this is a very 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 vivid story. Oh, right that here. was the point because I got to get the point across that it was all made in irony. So then the barista, he abandons his barista ing. His barista post. His barista post, and he comes up 
and he stands next to Harris on the table, and he goes, This is the most hipster thing to ever happen. I was expecting to make more everyone, of a punchline. No, he has no punchline. He's no fun. Um, let me tell you why he's no fun. So then Harris turns to him, and he goes, I fucking told you, Adam. I am with Mike the Octopus. Get the fuck off my table. So what Adam and, uh, what was it, Adam? Adam and Harris, they... Adam they, and Harris used to have this old tryst. Yeah, it was, it's, it's kind of... Harris has been trying to find a new coffee shop. It's not working. Adam's always just lingering at the table, and now he's standing on the... So now, so now Marshall's standing outside, and he's like, It's kind of cold, Adam. Come keep me company. Eileen's kind of... She's fucking hopping in my leg. Um, <laughs> um, with her little penis? Yeah, with her little penis. And she's just screaming, Little penis! That's this... the clitoris for all you uneducated folks. And she's yelling, Is this gay enough for you? And, I suffer at the point of my story. You were so tickled. <laughs> you were so tickled with yourself. I'm going to write this all down. Gonna, this is going to be a breakout novel. I'm this gonna, right here. I'm going to email it to you later. Oh, God. <laughs> Some okay. new jerk-off material. Fantastic. So, well, no, because there's going to be the spin-off of Marshall and Eileen. And then the prequel of Adam and Mylene? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you watch The Get Down, there's a character named Mylene, I think. We're not segueing into the get down. No, we're not. Okay. So, um, anyway, the point of the story is eventually everyone's like, that's super ironic. And yeah, it was invented by hipsters. Everyone gets so excited about it and shit. And then they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Now it's mainstream. Cause like seven people have acknowledged exactly. it in the same room. Ah, uh, no, it's not cool anymore. Exactly. So that's why it was invented in the land of irony. So thus it is, it is ironic. But, but hipsters are not self-aware ironic. Harris is. But should Harris I tell, is not should I tell you more about. Uh, William Sheffield V, what he was doing during this? What was William Sheffield V doing during this? He was sitting there looking alluring as fuck. Go on. I don't know how to feel about this. Are you jealous of William Sheffield V? No, I'm more horrified about William Sheffield <laughs> If any part of this situation at all causes you any sort of sexual excitement, <laughs> I'm really beginning to question about just... Where exactly I have been sticking my penis these you last several months. Stop screaming that. My parents are here. Well. <laughs> okay, so. Just put a damper on the on. mood, why don't you? Let's be honest. Um, let's be honest? Let's be honest. With Eileen? That's what I was about to say. Um, let's be honest about one thing. The best people to be attracted to are literary characters, and William Sheffield V is, like, number one. Look, it's not my fault that I am a literary character. Who says I'm attracted to you? Shall we recite of our earlier experiences today? Or? <laughs> I would also like to point out that, like, we are now cuddle casting. I got to slip that in. Shh. Why do you? Why does people have to know my business? All right. Because I want everyone to know that not only are we just charming when we speak, we are we are Ooh. charming in person. Taste that humility. Okay, look. Taste a little bit like lemon. The world needs to know that they will never be as cute as we are. No one. I mean. Yeah, but you ain't got to rub it into their faces like that. Yeah, I, I, mean? I need to get this out of the way right now. Man, you just want to broadcast to the world. You just want them all to hear it, see how cute we are. Just, just... touch on its little nipple hats and fucking yeah. go all the way. I just need anyone who's listening to know that if you think you're in a cute all relationship, three you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and one of them is my statistics teacher who is not in And the other one is the real version of William Sheffield, the uh, the fifth, and then the last one is some lumberjack from Montana who's actually really seething right now. And there's and Jeff with a G. And he's writing a really strongly worded letter <laughs> towards us. Okay. I'm offended at how you have portrayed lumberjacks 
and Montanans in your thing. There is no blood feud. We are not hipsters. We are strong, proud men. And I'm going to ask him to be a guest star. We're going to... We're going to... Are we going to Skype him in or we're going to fly him all the way down from Montana? Depends on how eager. You know what? He'll cut down a log, carve it into a canoe, and just uh, flow down some fucking river. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Is there a Montanan River? It's it's called, yeah, the Montana River. It's, it's called the Montanan River? I'm making that up. It's called... No shit, shit, look. It's one of the 69% of statistics that are false as fuck. Statistically speaking, Montana has plenty of rivers for an angry uh, Montanan lumberjack to uh, slide his canoe down. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh, that's almost an innuendo. Oh, Definitely. Oh, slide down my white canal with your <laughs> lumberjack canoe, Jeff. With a G. Because that's, that's how, okay, he's never what just is... like, I'm Jeff. He's, I'm Jeff with a G. And everyone's like, hey, Jeff with a G. Like, his name is literally Jeff with a G on his birth certificate. Jeff, Jeff with a G, Melvin Horowitz, because he's Jewish. Melvin Horowitz. Wow. <laughs> he is just going everywhere with this one. Are because... there Jewish lumberjacks? Um, well, let me... I mean, uh, yes. Do you need to know the story of his father? Statistically speaking, there has to be a Jewish lumberjack. Do you need to know the story of his father now? No, no more stories. <laughs> We've had enough stories for one okay. day. Tell me why you think you're right with your statistic. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah thanks. Top I gotta, this. I gotta fucking... <laughs> thanks for leading you with that. I gotta follow that shit up. No, nothing will ever get better than Eileen and Marshall. Uh, <laughs> I'm more worried about fucking uh, Harrison uh, Mike, to be honest... That poor octopus. I feel like he's being held together against his will. He's not. They're in a really happy relationship. The only person who yeah, really... Yeah, that's what fucking Harris thinks. No, Harris is the one who needs to worry because Mike Adam... is just too scared to leave him. No, no, no. Adam Adam is becoming a real problem. He's been stalking him. And, um... Are you about to turn this into a serial killer drama? No, not serial. He just kills just him. Just, just, just Harris or the octopus? Just Harris. Actually, huh, he kills Mike too while he's at it. I don't think he can. I think Mike will take him down. <sighs> Debatable. Look, the octopus has eight arms. Yeah. You know what you can do with eight arms? Oh, and Adam's just a barista. And Adam's just a barista. He's just like... What is a barista going to do against an angry, heartbroken octopus? Throw coffee at him. Actually, that might work. No. It might. But, you know, Mike, you're, you're probably right. It's just... Oh, my God. It's going to be a disaster. It's a bloodbath there. Oh, my God. There's not going to be any... It's because the place came too mainstream. And, like, hipsters have this hive mentality. But once a place gets blacklisted, once it becomes too mainstream, they all sort of, like, descend on each other like a pit of rabid dogs tearing one another apart. The walls, the thing, and, you know, just the entire building would collapses and catches fire because they're all flaming anyway. That's right. And so what ends up happening is the moment that happens, the next herd of hipsters kind of casually moves in. Uh-huh. And overnight, a new coffee shop is erected <laughs> and built until that one, too, becomes mainstream and the cycle continues. Where does Mike fit into this equation? Look, He's somebody still stuck was drunk. In the there was an aquarium. <laughs> one thing led to another, and then a man's questioning his life choices. How he ended up balls deep in an octopus. He's not questioning that. If he's, he's not he's questioning thinking, that, I'm much, much, thinking, much more worried about him. This is all Harris's. I've ever wanted. Um, you know that. You, well, Mike sure as fuck is questioning it. Then. Well, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I lost. Did you forget who the octopus was? <laughs> yes, Mike is a secondary character right now. Fuck you. Mike, Mike is, is the main character. Mike of this is shit. in development. Mike um, is in development. Look, we have a allegedly gay bathtub octopus <laughs> living its life um, free me, from this sexual? pressure. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, but okay, so speaking of um like sea animals and intercourse. 
Um, Dream of a fisherman's wife, anybody? No. What I'm talking about is that man, oh, the dolphin oh, man. Oh, not you the dolphin. You know about the dolphin man? I, oh, was it Water Goddess or something like that? Was I can't the book, remember. The book he wrote yes. about his consensual love affair with the dolphin. And when they saw, but I think it's like when they stopped letting him see the dolphin. So sad. The dolphin got really depressed and died or something I, like that. I read, or not read, I heard an interview with him on Howard Stern like year, probably like two years ago now. Oh my God, it was the funniest thing. Look, you are you are mocking this man's love and this man's pain. No, and I, just, I for one do not appreciate it. His writing is so great, and that's why it was so funny. Oh, what? So he's it actually was, a good writer. I have no idea. Oh, well, he's you a good his story. writing is so great. He's a storyteller, a good storyteller. I don't know. There's two completely. No, wait, different listen, things. listen, listen. That's like an octopus and a squid. Oh my god! If whenever you call Mike a squid, he gets so pissed off. I'm not a fucking squid. Like, okay, that's the way. Count that, my arms, bitch. That's the way that Adam insults him. Here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> Four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, eight, motherfucker. I feel like he gets like real sassy and pissed and just slaps his shit out of him. Yeah. Which Harris does it on purpose because he likes that kind of thing. Obviously. I really want to stop commenting on this octopus of sex okay, life. Okay, okay. So. so what we're going to talk about now is why you think you're right with your statistic. Well, one, because I'm me. I'm always right. Too, because I feel it's more funny that way. You see, while you find entertainment and a bunch of, you know, gay hipsters, probably going like shameless so much, I, no, I tend to think. Now, this is, you know, with me, with my tinfoil hat. But a long, long time ago, in a galaxy, far, far away. <laughs> no, you see, I just feel like, I feel like that's the kind of thing, that argument that would, like, make sense. Somebody, somebody was talking to somebody. What they were talking about, who they were, doesn't matter. I don't need their fucking life stories. Oh, and yeah, you fucking do. Their goddamn mollusk-screwing activities here. <laughs> we got right now is just these two fuckers talking, all right? Uh-huh. We'll just say uh, one's short, one's tall. We got Shorty and Tolly. Uh huh. You know, Biggie Smalls. No, wait, that's a guy. So Shorty and Tolly. Mm-hmm. So Shorty is like, you know, uh, you know, seventy-five uh, percent of all tall people are actually huge cunts. <laughs> and Tolly looks down at him, and I mean, looks down like he has to like literally stretches. He fucking lays on his belly to see him because you know, one's one foot five, and the other one's like seventeen foot three. Oh wow. This is this is long ago. This is back in like fucking Aboriginal dream time shit, where the yeah. ancestor spirits walk the earth. Oh wow! Okay, that you, that you were one... bringing us way back. Oh, we are going way. This is an way... old statistic. I mean, because I mean, if you see a motherfucker's one foot five and a guy who's seventeen one, then I'm kind we're of going, a little bit yeah. worried. I mean, yeah. That or you're spending way too much time drunk in the funhouse. So we got these two guys, Shorty and Smalley. Or no, wait, it's I think it was Shorty and Smalley. Shorty and Tall. Oh, that's right. And, you know, you know, 75% of all tall people are huge cunts, so fucking Tully lays on his belly to look at Shorty and uh, tells him to uh, go fuck himself. And from, no, you see, it wasn't even them who created it, but this one one observer mm-hmm. on the sidelines was watching this interaction, listening into it. It probably was a kangaroo, thinking back on it right now. It was an ancient kangaroo. <laughs> and this kangaroo thought to himself... Was this fucking that, okay. Irish or that was, Australian? That was Irish and Australian combined. That was terrible. Well, that's a fucking weird-ass heritage. Oh, but God. anyway, he heard that this kangaroo and he thought that 69% of all statistics must be bullshit then. Yeah. Because people just use them to, Even to before, yell at each other. Although, this leads me to think... And he started to realize it because, you see, this kangaroo was watching this and Tolly was a huge cunt. Right. So the 75% of statistics of all tall people are huge cunts. Well, at least once they're past the 17-foot range. Uh-huh. You know, he, he began to understand that because he, the problem was Tolly had a bad habit mm-hmm. of uh, holding things mm-hmm. above the height that the kangaroo oh can god. jump. He is Because he's, he's just, oh my god, Tolly, you were such a fucking cunt. What was this kangaroo's name? Kangi? 
<laughs> Look, I'm Kanky the kangaroo. <laughs> Don't even try an Australian accent. I, I can't. I just always love snap. Oh, God. So long story really? short, I'm right, you're wrong, no one fucks off no, no, the no. pods. No, see, this leads me to another question. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so long as, again, we're, well, you know, we need to really stop with these anthropomorphic characters getting involved in all of our analogies. No, we don't. Our analogies, they're not, what the fuck are you talking about? These are legit stories. Okay, so, <laughs> I don't, you think I can make this up? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can. Let me, let me. I'm not sure if I want to live in a reality where these are, these things happen on the norm. <laughs> Have you ever been to California? Once. Oh, yeah. Never again. You should have died after that. <laughs> Look, nothing's been able to kill me yet. Okay, so let me, let me ask you my next question. Ask me your next question. Okay, so, so this was so long ago. Was this before or after the 69 position was invented? Because if it was before, my thing is, is that saying well, 69 is... Know, hold on, 69... Kangaroos invented the 69 position. I did not know that. Was this before or after, though? Well, if kangaroos existed, obviously they... Okay, but you're not saying at what point in their evolution. I'm saying that the moment the kangaroos came into being, they learned to the 69. Okay, never mind then. My question is now, Boyd. Yeah, I I don't know how the fuck they do it. I don't want to know how the fuck they do it, but I'm pretty sure the kangaroos are when invented the 69 position. Statistically speaking, that is more likely than any other option I can come up with. You're probably right. You know what's really cute? What? Kangaroos and their little babies inside of their pouches. That's so fucking cute. Well, we start off talking about kangaroo sex positions. Let's... I mean, I guess the next logical step is... Is, is a Kangy Jr. That one Canadian... that Not Canadian. Fucking Montana Lumberjack is sitting there really confused right about now. He's just like, why are you not talking about me anymore, guys? Come on, guys. I'm, I'm Jeff with a G. Jeff with a G. I really need to tell you his father's story. It's Please. very sad. We're going to have to save his father's story for the next time. I don't think we can. I think we need to. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for Statistically Speaking. I don't... Ah, ah, ah she's fighting you, fucking bitch. Turn this thing off. <laughs> well, that was a fun podcast. So anyway, farewell. Yeah, yeah, yeah.